Hello, and welcome to Marketing Tip Tea Time at 222. I am Aaron Zimola, your host, and Happy New Year! We're in 2021. Holy cow, that is absolutely crazy. Today, we have a very special guest. He is a musician, a cyclist, just an extraordinary person, also a graphic designer, which is what we're going to talk about today. And that person is none other than Paul Beveridge. There he is. Beveridge. <laughs> Got my beverage. Hey. <laughs> How are you, Paul? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. We have rooibos, everyone. Paul's specifically asked for this, and so we got new me, which is a nice organic tea. Natural Grocers has this, so they're pretty good. I actually had to go buy another pack because, um, well, I forgot this other pack in Aurora. So, oopsie poopsie. But I'll go ahead and uh, pour live on the show like I usually do. How you doing, Paul? How's your new year? I'm doing all right. It's, it's been good so far. Well, I That's mean, as good. as good as... As good as one can expect for the the news recently, but yeah. <clears throat> I'm choking on tea. I told you it's gonna happen. <laughs> so, yeah, the news been a little intense, but you've had some good luck lately with all of your graphic design. You've been really diving on in. Now, it's kind of ironic that your last name is Beverage, and you've really started to dive into beverages. Some of your most recent work has been in the beverage industry with Wiley Roots Brewing, Syntax Distillery, Patrick's Irish Pub. Is this kind of what you intended to brand yourself as a beverage graphic designer or did it just kind of happen? Um, yeah, definitely didn't do it on purpose. Um, it's, it's actually, it's been a, li a little bit since I've worked with uh, Patrick's or Syntax. That's been a maybe probably before I left for Chicago a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, more recently it's been, I've been contracting with Wiley, which has been awesome. Um, yeah, definitely not intentional. I have thought about being intentional with that just to see if that would help me. Um, but yeah, definitely not on purpose. <laughs> wow. So, uh, maybe, yeah, leaning into that. It's, it's pretty fun. With your name being <laughs> beverage <laughs> and seeing all of this your designs especially your new ones for wiley roots if anybody out there wants to look at his work go to instagram and go look up wiley roots the designs are just beautiful they are bright fun a little bit quirky and so it's really a unique kind of design at least from my aspect so paul what do you do to like get a good design. What is good design to you? How do you get in that headspace? Um, <laughs> that's a bit. That's that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know that I really have a like hard and fast pillar that I follow. I mean, I'm sure that I do. I just don't. I don't really have a yeah, very good written, I guess, uh, concept of that. Um, um, but like with, with Wiley, um, you know, a lot of the, the concepts for the art are made by, um, you know, 
Wiley themselves, and then I'll take okay. it and, and kind of execute it as a label. Um, but yeah, I just try to fill the label. I try to make it bright and noticeable and right. try to think about, um, you know, people are going to be buying this off the shelf in a lot of places. And I just try to think about that, you know, like what's going to make something stand out, what's going to deliver on the concept that they've asked me um, to make. And, and then, you know, how do I kind of be true and be respectful to their brand and, and be consistent. Um, right. So those, those are the things I think about with Wiley anyhow. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, for any of you watching out there, you can comment. Hopefully I'll see your comments. Looks like there's been one. Ah, thank you, Daniel. By the way, the, the rooibos, um, or rooibos, it's kind of a grassy flavor. Wouldn't you agree, Paul? Yeah. It's, I think it's kind of creamy, creamy grassy yeah. or something. Creamy yeah. grass. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that is the flavor. My favorite flavor right there. Perfect. <laughs> so, you know, you take really complicated designs and you tend to just simplify them. So, for example, you've done emojis and kind of like what you called palmojis and things like that. <laughs> really complicated subject matter, but simplified down. What's the importance of keeping design simple and how do you kind of pare down the things that are important and not to make a simple design? For sure. Um, well, I think it's sort of, I guess it depends on the thing that you're making. Um, the the palmojis that you're referring to. Um, so I, when I, I, I basically use those, or, or those came from, I guess, my my brand, my mark or whatever, um, which is mm -hmm. me with a beard. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think for that purpose, um, I wanted it to be simple, like a brand, um, something that could be put in one color um, or, you know, used as a stamp or whatever. Um, I think that's something I think a lot more about when I'm working on branding. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously I don't think all, like I could do maybe an illustration or something that wouldn't be that simple, but I think just because of the different uses and purposes, um, yeah, for branding, it makes more sense. Um, right. And then, yeah, yeah that makes when sense. thinking about how to do that or whatever, um, I think just, you know, what, what details can the can the art live without, I guess, um, and try to pare it down based on that. So. Okay. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And you've designed in a lot of styles. So you're talking about kind of like branding and then some of your just like label designs and things like that. In fact, once you even took a friend and made them a Bob's Burgers character, so right. tell me about how you get into like these different styles that you start to design in. For sure. Um, mostly just by looking at other people's work and trying things. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember that the Bob's Burgers illustration I did was I just had like a friend of mine was just talking about how much they love Bob's Burgers. And I was like, hey, I 
just gonna try and <laughs> try and make an illustration of you as Bob's Burgers character. That's great. Yeah, just I just hopped into Illustrator and kind of looked at some different Bob's Burgers characters and yeah, I just think it's it's like le learning on the fly, I guess, just making observations and trying to pull them into my work. So yeah. yeah. Well, you've done a really good job at like capturing those different styles. So you'd say that really looking for people who are doing the style you want and then trying to capture that is your process. Um, I mean, I, I think there's been periods as a designer where I've been trying to define my own style, I guess. And I mean, I think that's kind of a continuous process. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm on dribble a lot and just looking at other people's work and, and seeing how they do things and yeah, trying things out. I think that, that helps define style. Yeah. Okay. So for all of you out there, developing your own style kind of requires attention to the elements of style that you want to incorporate with your style. Totally. Perfect. Now you've done fonts, icons, publications, packaging, and so much more. What's your favorite thing to design and what are the tools that you use to design that? For sure. Um, I really enjoy doing illustrations and I also do a little bit of custom lettering. Um, both of those things I typically will do in Illustrator. Um, there's some, I mean, I do use Photoshop a little bit and it would depend on what I'm making as well. Um, sometimes I'll create an illustration in Illustrator and then I'll export it to Photoshop to add texture and lighting and stuff like that. Um, but most of my art is, um, it's ve vector illustrations, um, which okay. I think is just helpful from a perspective of being able to scale it however big or small you want um, or, you know, makes it more usable for like merchandise and things like that. So. Got it. So I've also noticed that um, you sketch first sometimes where you sketch in a notebook and then you transfer that to something digital. Is that something that you're still doing? And how important is that sketching process for you? Um, I do. I do a little bit um, of sketching from time to time. Sometimes it, I don't, I don't do a ton of it, I guess. It's more just to get me on the right track. Like sometimes I'll start off with a few quick sketches that'll help me figure out like what direction I'm going. Um, there have been times where I've done a little bit more specific of a sketch, I guess. I'll take a picture right. um, and, and put it into Illustrator and, and create something based off of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, at different times I do, different times I don't. It's not always important. I think if it, if it works for you as a creative and it helps you get going, you know, do it to whatever degree it's, it's going to help you. Right. That's awesome. Um, it sounds like that. Sorry folks. We had like a little glitch there for a second, but we're back. So um, <laughs> I know we waited for that thing to go. That was pretty great. Uh, kudos to Peter, who's the one who created that, by the way. So if you really love the way that looks, even though it was not the right time, Peter Romero and Bike Shop Agency. So uh, bonus question, 
for you, Paul. You are talented in many things, including music and cycling. In fact, did you know that your first picture on Instagram is actually of your bicycle? Did, did you know that? I did know that. I did know that. <laughs> so about four years ago, you announced that you were going to create a web comic with Paul Mojis. Um, the headshot we used in what we did, that's actually from your Paul Mojis. Did you finish that project? And what are you working on now? Um, I, I sort of started doing like a little web comic for a while. And I just stopped because I lost interest in doing it. Um, I think I want to watch yeah, it originally it so bad. <laughs> I want I want the web comic from Paul. <laughs> I think I don't I think there's a few still on my Instagram somewhere. Um, I just had them like in four frames. Um, but yeah, I was just taking like things that I maybe would already post on Facebook that I thought were funny or something and I would turn it into a into a comic. Um, but yeah, and that eventually morphed into just like I'm just going to use this as as my brand and and move forward with that. Um things that I'm working on now. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> obviously, I have lots of stuff going on with Wiley, um, Wiley Roots. And then I have, you know, always have like a few projects that are kind of half-baked or whatever. Um, I did start making a font a while ago, and it's not... Like I have most of the glyphs made for it, but it's it's not finished. And then there's like this other process where I have to take those glyphs and put them into like a software that will program it to be a font. Okay. Um, and I don't really know anything about that. Um, I still have so for, just so much to learn about just... fonts, font making. Right. So how, for people who don't know, what is a glyph? is my question. Right, yeah, just a, a character, like um, any anything that you'd hit on the keyboard, basically, that would go into like a, t uh, a text field or whatever, an H or an exclamation point or a tilde or whatever. Okay, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to code it, essentially, to like for the computer to know what it is. Right, yeah, there's, there's a software called Font Lab. I'm sure there's other ones. Um, where you would you would import the the vector like glyph and then yeah there's other things I don't know how to do yet um, that would that would program it basically and export you can export it as a font file and then you'd be able to open it on your computer and type in Word or whatever whatever program. Wow. So I want to be first on the list to be able to get this font. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, oh, okay, yep, sure. <laughs> Everyone out there, please buy Paul's font. It'll be eight hundred dollars. Yeah, go do that. <laughs> Support Paul. <laughs> no, if I finish it, may maybe ten dollars or something. <laughs> okay, that's really reasonable. There are some fonts that are actually like hundreds of dollars that I've come across. Right. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. And it sounds like there's a lot of work involved with fonts. Oh yeah, totally. It, I think doing the work, just like even not being totally finished with it makes me appreciate 
the amount of money that people charge for fonts. <laughs> that makes sense. Because we just see the final product of like graphic design or fonts. We just see the final product and we don't know the hours and all of the knowledge to even learn the technology to make that. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes the way those things are presented too is like, yeah, the value isn't always communicated, I guess, to us about those things. So sometimes when you see it, like I remember when I first started designing and there were certain fonts that I wanted to buy that were hundreds of dollars and it's like, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> but when right. you kind of realize the amount of hours that goes into like somebody had to make all of those glyphs by hand. Um, yeah, it makes, makes more sense. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, thanks for joining us today, Paul. That's all the time we have. Is there anything else that you want to tell our viewers? Some sort of like secret sauce or some sizzle, you know, you want to throw in? <laughs> secret sauce. I don't know. If you, I guess if you want to, if you want to be a designer, you want to be an artist, anything, just don't give up. Keep, keep persisting and try to try to learn problem solve as you go along. Just don't give up. That's a standing ovation. All right. That's fantastic. Well, hey, thank you for joining us today, Paul. Again, everybody, today, Paul is actually joining us from Chicago. And I'm in the studio in Greeley, Colorado, where Bike Shop Agency has been producing and doing all of the tech behind the scenes. Thank you to Sierra Fox, one of my employees who helped set the stage today and was basically um, a stage assistant to help with everything. Peter Romero, Paul Beveridge, Phil Van Drunen, these are all the people we need to thank for this being such a good production. We're still getting the hang of it, as you can see, but if there's anything you need, which is videography, live streaming, please, please, please reach out to Bike Shop Agency. Also, if you need any sort of graphic design, Paul Beveridge. Paul Beveridge is somebody to go to. I don't know if he's accepting any clients, but you can find him on Dribbble. Just type in to Google, so it's not complicated, Paul Beveridge Design. And all of his accounts come up pretty much right away. So thank you once again. We love you all. This is the first show of the new year, and we actually have this entire month completely booked for shows already. So we're not flying by the seat of our pants right now. Paul, thank you so much. We love you. No thank you for Fantastic. thank you for being on the show. Some great information you shared with us. And did you like your tea? Yeah, it was great. This is the first time we've mailed tea to someone actually, and it got there on time. <laughs> so usually it's like way late, <laughs> but it got there on time. And uh, thank you so much, Paul, once again. And until next time, cheers, nostravi. Clink. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> yeah.